RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock on Benche, the top stories. Officials confirm that a teenage girl has contracted a coronavirus variant and her mother has tested preliminary positive. The G7 group of leading economies clinch a landmark deal on taxing multinational companies. One of the organizers of the annual June 4th candlelight vigil has been released on bail after being arrested yesterday. Chao Hang Tong, the vice chairwoman of the Alliance in Support of Patriotic Democratic Movements of China, was arrested on suspicion of advertising a public meeting that had been prohibited by the police. She was released on $10,000 bail and needs to report back to police on July 5th. Ms. Chow criticized the arrest as groundless and ridiculous. The arrest yesterday is obviously an unjust preventive arrest with the obvious blatant purpose of stopping myself from physically going to Victoria Park and to frighten other people from doing the same or even approaching Causeway Bay on June the 4th. The government have been using that quantum leap of logic in arresting me on the charge of promoting an prohibited assembly. Health authorities say a 17-year-old girl has been confirmed with a variant of COVID-19 first detected in the UK. Her mother has also tested preliminary positive. The source of their infections remains unknown. Dr. Chuan Shekwan from the Centre for Health Protection warned more cases might surface. She said more than 100 people who have come into contact with the patients will be quarantined so as to prevent the spread of the virus. We are worried that because the two patients had indeed went to various places, because it is a mutant string, it may be more infectious than the ordinary string. We will quarantine even those who were not considered as close contact before because uh, we're not sure whether um, they might be transmitted. Neither the teenage girl nor her mother had been vaccinated against the coronavirus. The center's controller, Dr. Ronald Lamb, said the cases highlighted the importance of getting more people inoculated. The current uh, vaccination coverage in Hong Kong is still low. That's the reason why uh, we need to boost up the vaccination uptake as soon as possible so that we can attain the herd immunity to interrupt the transmission of that kind of um, disease spread. China has criticized the U.S. and EU consulates in Hong Kong for displaying candles to commemorate June 4th, slamming it as a clumsy political show to destabilize the territory. Candles were seen lit in the windows of the U.S. consulate building and the European Union's office last night. A spokesman for the foreign ministry urged the offices of the relevant countries to stop meddling in Hong Kong affairs and China's internal affairs and avoid playing with fire. The G7 group of leading economies has reached a deal on taxing multinational companies. Finance ministers from the group meeting in London have agreed to a minimum tax of 15%. The BBC's Andrew Walker reports. The British finance minister Rishi Sunak, who hosted the meeting, said the plans would make the tax system fair and also fit for the global digital age. The agreement includes a minimum rate of at least 15% on company profits, a step intended to make it harder for multinational companies to reduce their liabilities by shifting profits to low-tax countries. The US Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said the minimum rate would end the race to the bottom on corporate tax. The other element is intended to ensure that some technology firms pay more on the basis of where their users are. The proposals will be discussed in the wider G20 group of countries next month and then in a forum of more than 130 nations. 
The Indian government says Twitter has one last chance to comply with new information technology rules, which aim to make social media firms more accountable to requests for the removal of posts. The BBC's Anbarsan Etharajan has more. The new rules introduced by the Indian government earlier this year are aimed at regulating content on social media and making platforms like Facebook, Twitter and WhatsApp Messenger more accountable to legal requests. Indian officials have warned that if Twitter fails to comply, it will face unintended consequences. That could include the possibility of Twitter being held accountable for the content posted on its platform. The microblogging site has been battling with Prime Minister Narendra Modi's government for months with the administration asking the company on multiple occasions to take down posts critical of its record. RTHK, the time is now five minutes past 11. Telecom operators in Nigeria say they've complied with the government request to suspend access to Twitter. The move comes after the information minister, Lai Mohammed, said the ban was due to the persistent use of the platform for activities capable of undermining the state. Two days ago, a post by President Muhammadu Buhari threatening to punish regional secessionists was removed by Twitter for breaching the company's abusive behavior rules. The BBC's Mayani Jones has more. Nigerians on some of the country's main mobile networks are currently unable to access Twitter. The platform is still available on Wi-Fi, and the hashtag Fangod for VPN has been trending, suggesting many users have turned to virtual private networks to circumvent the ban. Telecommunication companies operating in Nigeria say in a statement that they've complied with a government request to suspend access to Twitter, but add that they endorse the UN's position that all people have the right to communicate freely. The government says it banned Twitter because it's been used for, quote, activities capable of undermining Nigeria's corporate existence. Donald Trump has castigated Facebook for suspending his account until at least January 2023. It accuses the former U.S. president of using the platform to incite his supporters to storm the U.S. Congress earlier this year. Mr. Trump said the suspension was a form of censorship and insulted the millions who voted for him. Speaking to the BBC, Donald Trump's former chief of staff, Mick Mulvaney, said Facebook's move is likely to have an impact on Mr. Trump's future political ambitions. It takes you almost, it takes you just past the midterms. Uh, anyone who wants to see political motivation here need to look no further than the period of, of time of the exclusion. Why not a year? Why not four? Why not something other than two years? It's very interesting to see them do that. Again, it will open them up to additional levels of criticism. It makes me wonder whether or not this was truly a business decision or it was, in fact, a political decision. A U.S. federal judge has overturned California's 32-year-old ban on assault weapons, calling it unconstitutional. He's given the state 30 days to appeal against his decision. California's Governor Gavin Newsom condemned the ruling, saying it was a direct threat to public safety, which he would challenge in order to push for sensible gun laws that save lives. The ruling comes just over a week after a Californian man shot dead nine people. Jessica Levinson is a law professor at Loyola University. This is happening now because there was a challenge to California's 30-year-old assault weapons ban, and we have tinkered with this. Uh, but when the, a judge faces a challenge, then you have to rule on that challenge. And this is a judge who very recently has ruled to overturn California's ban on large-capacity magazines. The sports now, and at the French Open in Paris, the women's draw is continuing to open up. The latest to go on was Elena Svitolina. Svit 
Tolina, who crashed out, leaving just three of the women's top ten seeds left in the tournament. She was ousted 6362 by Barbara Krejcikova of the Czech Republic, who reached the last 16 for the second successive year. World number 33 Krejcikova goes on to face former U.S. Open champion Sloane Stevens for a place in the quarterfinals. Stevens, the 2018 runner-up in Paris, defeated Czech 18th seed Karolina Muchova 6-3-7-5. Serena Williams, seeded 7th, plays her last 16 match tomorrow. In the men's tennis, Novak Djokovic cruised into the fourth round for the 12th successive year, setting up a duel against Italian teenager Lorenzo Musetti. World number one Djokovic is bidding to be the first man in more than half a century to win all four majors on multiple occasions. Rafael Nadal, seeded three this year and chasing a record 21st Grand Slam, is currently playing fellow left-hander Cameron Norrie. Roger Federer, locked on 20 majors with Nadal, is aiming to reach this round of 16 at a Grand Slam for the 68th time and will face Germany's 59th-ranked Dominic Kopfer later. In basketball, in the NBA playoffs, the Dallas Mavericks missed a chance to seal their place in the Western Conference semifinals by losing at home to the LA Clippers. Kawhi Leonard scored 45 points for the Clippers as they won 104-97 to tie their first-round series at 3-all. The decider's in Los Angeles tomorrow, with the Utah Jazz waiting for the winners. Here's Kawhi Leonard. If you don't want to go home, uh, you know, pay attention to details. Um, you know, have faith, uh, shoot the ball like you're going to make it with confidence. And, you know, uh, if you do that, you can live with the results. Um, just want to make sure we don't have mistakes or, you know, uh, people being indecisive. Uh, just go out there and leave it all on the floor. And that's the news from RTHK. 